Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We are in the wolf den with the one and only, yes, one of the lean on me boys himself. Yes, Mr. Nitty Green is in the building. I'm just so excited. I had to put on my sweater because I'm shivering because this shit right here. Yeah, we up. We up. How are you? How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm just, uh, it's a beautiful day out here in New Jersey. You know what I mean? I'm enjoying the cool weather. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really like a, um, I'm a fall type of guy, so I'm enjoying it. You get to put on the hoodies yes. and just stay cool. Right, you know right. I mean? That's I totally it. Understand. I totally understand. Mm -hmm. Let's go ahead and jump into this interview, shall we? Okay, let's do it. Awesome, awesome. Now, if I were to ask you, who is Michael Best? What would you say? Who's Michael Best? Okay, I'm uh, Esther Eleni's son. All right. I'm definitely a mama's boy. A mm. lot of women don't like to hear that, but I'm I'm like very close to my mom's. Mm -hmm. You know, I have two sisters and my mom's. I'm the only boy. So, mm -hmm. you know, we're a close, tight-knit family. Um, that's Michael Best. Um I'm a, definitely a giver, um, singer, songwriter, producer, mm. act, actor. Many hats you got there, sir. Entertainer. Um, very honest. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I'm a giving person, man, and it's pretty much it right there. I just yeah. give you a little, little bit right there. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Well, how has the music career changed you? The music, my music career, um, it hasn't changed me at all. Like, um, growing up in my house um, was music all around. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? My mom sang, my father sang. Um, I went to a church where everybody sang. You had to know how to sing, do something mm. in this church. And... Um, you know, getting into the music business, um, you had to learn exactly, you know, what was going on. When I got into it, I was very, very, very young. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and um, you had to learn, you know, at that time, you know, I wasn't trying to learn <laughs> at that time because we had people working for us. I just wanted to entertain, you uh -huh. know, sing, go in the studio, make these you know, make these beautiful records. Um, didn't have time to learn the business like I know it now. Mm -hmm. But um, it hasn't really changed me at all. I'm still a, a um, perfectionist. Mm -hmm. I was always that. Um, I'm still um, focused on the music at this time. Like I've always been, I've always been the one that, gets in the studio with the producers and be the last one to leave. Oh you yeah. Because I mean? yeah. I'm I'm there picking up little things from mm -hmm. them. I'm watching them, you know, ha having them teach me things and stuff like that. You know, just watching what they did. I knew that when I got in it, I wanted to stay in it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um it hasn't it has not changed me. You know, I'm still grounded. You know what I mean? I still, you know, 
go over to my mama's house, get some of that good home cook. Oh yeah. Uh, that home cooking, I go home. That's I'm still show. I'm still in my city, Patterson, yeah. New Patterson, New Jersey. So I'm still around the way guy. Yeah. Dig that, dig that. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me about your first performance? My first performance as like my very first performance. Very first. First time you got on stage. It wasn't on stage. It was in church. Huh? <laughs> so hey. the very the very first performance, like um growing up in my household, like I said, there was a lot of singing going on, you know, a lot of musicians. So um I used to play the drums for the junior choir mm. in my church. Mm. You know, and my mom's did a lot of singing around the house and I mocked my mom singing. So she knew I had a voice. Uh -huh. One day we was in choir rehearsal mm -hmm. and she called me up to the organ because she was the organist. And she told me that what well, she asked me, she asked me, she was like, look, Mike, she goes, I know you're the drummer for the choir, but this song will fit you perfectly. I need you to sing this song. Now at this time, I was very shy. I used yeah. to stutter, stutter. I had a stuttering problem, but my mom's made me learn the song. And um, so my first performance was in choir rehearsal. And then that following Sunday, they made me sing the song in church. And it was called True Victory. Mm -hmm. and, uh, that was my first performance. And right then is when I knew that, you know, I had many talents. You know, I can play the drums and I can also sing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> How did the Lean On Me uh, opportunity come about? Uh, there's a principal by the name of Joe Clark. Um, he was uh, big on education. Um, and there were students you know, at the time in the building that wasn't coming to high school to learn. It came there to, you know, play, 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 play around, disturb the other students, you know. And Joe Clark shook up the high school. Mm. Um, he shook him up. He pretty much held the assembly uh, one week. Had about 200 and something students on stage. Um, he had gathered all of their records, you know, found out what each one of these kids did, bought them up on stage and kicked them out of school. He's like, you can't be in Eastside High School and not learn something. Right. Warner Brothers got hold of his story, mm -hmm. you know, because the parents made such a ruckus. You ain't kicking my kid out. I, there's there right. a whole bunch of stuff going on. But um he 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 took a stand and you know he was real serious about education. And if you weren't trying to learn mm -hmm. at Esau High School, he was kicking you up out of there. And that's exactly what he did. So Warner Brothers caught wind of that. And mm. they I guess, I guess they got in touch with him. And wanted to do a story on them. Yeah. So um, 
When I got there, though, I got there a year after he threw those kids out. Mm-hmm. So when we got there, he held a assembly. And he says, listen, guys, you know, he caught the whole student body down to the auditorium. And it was like, listen, welcome to Esau High School. He said, I just threw out 200 and something kids, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because they weren't doing what they needed to do while they were here. They were disturbing the rest of the children, mm-hmm. stopping them from getting their education. They just mm-hmm. came here to jerk off, basically, and I threw them out. And he said, I'll do it again. I promise you, I will do it again. He said, also, he said, we have a school song. He said, I want everybody in the building to learn this school song the way it's supposed to be sang. He mm-hmm. said, if not, I'm going to suspend you on site. I promise you, if you don't know the song. This is coming in to the school. So uh, we were sh- shaking in our boots. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say that he could never catch me. You know, I used to dodge him, dodge mm-hmm. him, you know, dodge him. Because he would stop you on site and be like, sing the school song. If you didn't know it. He was going to suspend you, point point blank. Mm-hmm. So, again, like I was saying, um, Morgan Freeman is the one that pretty much made waves. Hollywood heard about it, and they wrote the movie Lean on Me. All mm-hmm. right, But how we got a shot to being in it, um, he called me to the office one day, um, doing homeroom. I had just got to school. This is a true story. I had just got to school. And um, I'm sitting in homeroom and he goes, Michael Best, come to the office. I'm sitting around I'm like, there's got to be another Michael Best because I don't get into no trouble. What's this? Word. I don't get into no trouble. Mm-hmm. So he's like, so I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm not moving. Mm-hmm. I, I always stayed under the radar. So he can't be talking about me. You understand what I'm saying? There's no way he's talking about Michael Best, right? Right. So he says it again. Michael Best, it sounded like he was going to say, God damn it, come to the office. It sounded like that. <laughs> the firmness yeah, in his voice. Yeah. It sounded like that. Mm-hmm. But it was firm enough to scare me to go down. He was like, Michael Best, Come to the office. So I got up. I went down to the office. Um, when I got there, the secretary said, he's in there. Okay. I said, okay. So I, I go in. I walk I walk in. And he goes, ah. He goes, now I walk in. There's two girls in the office with him. I knew the girls. You know what I mean? Very well, like they they were friend they were friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna say they, no. I'm not. I'm not gonna give. I'm not gonna say their name. <laughs> but but um, he goes to me. He goes, Michael Vest. He goes, I got a question for you. He goes, Which one of these girls are you dating? All right. And I'm like, I'm not dating any of them, Mr. Clark. Mm-hmm. He goes, that's not what I heard. He says, you know what? He said, Michael, he said, I want you to sing the school song today. 
for my lady friends. I want you to get on the loudspeaker and I want you to sing. Because every morning he had somebody sing the school song. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you the truth. Mahogany, right? Yes. I didn't know the school song. <laughs> oh, no. in hell. There was nowhere in hell I was going to learn it. I wasn't. Again, I ran for Mr. Clark when, when I saw him. There's no way I learned. I, I, I knew the school song. And I was really like, I don't know how I got out of it, but it went something like this. I said, Mr. Clark, look, I have no problem singing the school song. But I said, if you let me come back here tomorrow and sing the school song, I said, I promise you, I'm going to knock your socks off. Just like that. Right? <laughs> the girls is laughing. They laughing. Laughing, right? <laughs> they laughing. Because he had this mean face. He's just looking at me. And he goes, you know what, Michael? He said, I'm going to let you come back tomorrow. I said, thank you. I said, listen, I'm going to go get the homies. I'm going to come back tomorrow. I got something special for you. He was like, Mr. Best, go get the homies. Mm. Go get them. He said, but if you don't come back here tomorrow, sing this school song, he said, I'm going to suspend you for 20 days. I promise you that, 20 days. You can only miss 21. And then if you miss, you know, if you miss that one, you have to repeat the whole year over again. Mm -hmm. or transfer and go to another high school, whatever is going to happen. He told me he was going to suspend me for 20 days. Mm -hmm. He said, I promise you that if you don't knock my socks off. He said, now get out of here. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> luckily, it, luckily, I think the reason why I got off because it was secretary day and the secretary was scheduled to sing the school song. Mm -hmm. So I caught a pass because Mr. Clark don't give breaks. If he actually you do something, you're going to do it. Period. Right. OK. But I begged him. Not really begged him. I don't know. I'm telling you, God was on my side because. Somebody grabbed my prayers. <laughs> some, something happened. But I caught a break. And I guess the girls must have told him that I sing for a gospel group because I sing for a local gospel group mm -hmm. in town. We went all up to Tri-State, you know singing at different churches and stuff like that. Spotlight mm -hmm. gospel singers. Let me just go ahead and drop that. So um, I went, I left, finished school. I went over Anthony and Dwayne's house. These are members of the group Riff, okay? At the time, we, didn't, we were the spotlight gospel singers, but Mr. Clark didn't know from what I imagined in my mind. Mm -hmm. And we came up with a rendition of the school song that you guys know today that made it to the movie Lean On Me, okay? So we mm -hmm. came up with that version. Well, partial of that version. We just didn't add the all aboard, all yeah. aboard, of That wasn't there yet. Yeah. We came back the next day and Mr. Clark... Um, he saw that I was there. I was on time. I was ready to sing. It was just myself. It was Anthony Fuller and Dwayne Jones. Mm -hmm. okay, these, are, these are my brothers. And uh, we put a rendition of the school song together, man. Like I said, like you guys know, except that all aboard part. And Mr. Clark goes, he gets on the loudspeaker. He goes, ladies and gentlemen, he says, listen. He said, we have here today 
couple of guys gonna sing the school song. He said, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, introducing the Playboys. Oh, did he rename the group? <laughs> he renamed the group the Playboys. And we struck it up. Fairy side by the side. Three-part harmony. Change it around. We change it around just like that. Harmony. By the side will stand and always did the whole thing, right? When we finish the whole school, you can hear them roaring like it sounded like a pet rally, like a football game. It was right. crazy. And while we were singing the song, he literally was going down the aisle looking at us with the mean face looking at us while we were singing the song. Because we had totally changed it around from what it was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sound nothing like what the original version sound like. We flipped it. Doo-wop, mm -hmm. gospel is where we was, you know, Listen, it had pretty much a little bit of the Force MDs, mm -hmm. new edition and new kids on the block. Right, right. Because that's, and, and, and a whole bunch of gospel we mm -hmm. put in the song at the time. But after we were done, we got such a grand stand that Mr. Clark says, I want you guys to sing this song every morning until everybody in the building learned to sing the song like you guys did it. And we came back the next day. We added two more guys, which was Kenny Kelly and Stephen Capers. And that's where we added the all oh, aboard. We started flipping it. You know what I mean? We started flipping it. Really started then, having fun. That's right. Crazy. Then one day we came to sing it. And he says, listen, guys, I'm having a movie done about the school. Mm -hmm. And he says, I'm going to write you guys into the movie. And that's how we got our break. Mm. Just like that. Just like that. That's how we got our break. Wow. <laughs> wow. That is crazy. Yeah, wow. it was luck. Luck, man. Luck. I'm telling you, like, if it wasn't for him doing what he did and was such a stickler on education and, you know, not allowing bad seeds, not, ne not necessarily bad seeds. A lot, lot of the guys weren't bad seeds. They just weren't doing the work. They just mm -hmm. wasn't they weren't doing the work. Mm -hmm. But if it wasn't for him doing what he did there would be no movie. You know what I mean? So I thank God that the chips fell the way they did. Right, it, right. It, changed, it changed my life. And I'm thankful yeah. for, for Mr. Clark. I'm thankful for you know God for for like just letting it happen because through that we uh, were able to provide for our families we were able to you know we land a record deal with SBK Records mm -hmm. and Riff was able to do our first CD self-entitled Riff and toured around the world opening for you know at the time Vanilla Ice was so hot like we it was the Ice Ice Baby tour yeah we got signed to his label to the label that he was on and the, the um Charles Cotman, rest in peace, you know, made us go on tour with Vanilla Ice and open up for him. Mm -hmm. And right after that, 
And then the reason why they pushed us that way is because our album was done so quick and it was a pop record. They was trying to push us urban because at the time, Jodeci and Boys and Men was out too. You know, mm -hmm. it was mm -hmm. Us, Jodeci, Boys and Men, we all dropped the same day. And they was pushing us on the urban side. And Vanilla Ice was the hottest on the planet. And then right after we finished his tour, we went on the Mama Said Knock You Out tour with LL Cool J, who was also the hottest on the planet. Right, you right. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, these five black boys, we came out on these these hip-hop concerts, man, and was moving up in the building. I'm telling you right now, we got busy mm -hmm. every night. Every Damn. night, we was not playing. Damn. You know, through that, we changed our name to Riff. We didn't come out as the Playboys, but mm -hmm. we made the deal, changed the name to Riff. And here we are. Damn. <laughs> how, how, how are you and Lee singing in Riff mm -hmm. and singing with me in the vision and doing your solo? How, how? Or do you have a clone in the closet? Can we see? Like, how? Because mm -hmm. that's a lot. Nah, well, you know, when I was able to become a part of Men of Vision, Riff had took a break. We had lost our deal. We had put out two albums at the time, and we walked away from our deal with SBK Records. Mm -hmm. So we went on hiatus. Everybody started doing their own thing. Mm. Brother, brother by the name of Spanky Williams and George... Spencer had lost three guys from their group, Men of Vision, the original Men of Vision. They had lost three guys. Something went on there, and they lost some members. So Anthony, one of the guys from Riff, was at a gospel program, mm -hmm. okay? And, you know, we had talked about doing some songs for Riff, again, get, getting back at it, because we was out of a deal. We like, listen, let's just get back, let's do some more music and let's go get another deal. Mm -hmm. But he saw this, he saw Spanky, who who was the lead singer of Men of Vision and was like, listen, man, you are nice. He was like, listen, he said, can you write some songs for Riff? So Spanky like, yeah, hell yeah. That's Riff, Riff? Oh yeah, I got, I got some heat. Mm -hmm. So Chill gave Spanky back. Then, you know, I think cell phones was just coming. Let me, I ain't put nothing on my age, but, you know, cell, you know, the big joints, you know, it had just shrunk down to the smaller joints, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we ended up, you know, Chill came home from that gospel program. It was like, yo, man, I just met Spanky from Men of Vision. I'm mm -hmm. like, get, get, get the fuck out of here. Word? He was like, yeah. He said he's going to be writing some songs for Riff. I was like, all right. So like two, three weeks went by. We didn't hear nothing from Spanky, you know. Chill didn't take down Spanky number, you know, because Spanky was Hollywood. You know, he was, you know, he signed the Michael, Michael Jackson's late. He signed the Michael Jackson, you know what I mean? So yeah. he was a little Hollywood, no, sir. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm little kidding. Bit, little tight, little tight. Spanky, Spanky's the smoothest dude on the planet. But, um... We ended up, he ended up calling Chill. 
and like, listen, man, he was like, I know that you guys are not doing nothing right now. He says, I need two members for my group. Mm. You know, we already got a deal. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? And I guess Spanky told him either pick two or, you know, he he wanted chill and he wanted the light-skinned one. Right? <laughs> so the light-skinned one meaning me. He goes, mm -hmm. I, I want I want him. Mm -hmm. And uh Chill told him, nah, is that like you gotta take my brother too, mm. which is Dwayne Jones. He said you gotta take him too. Mm -hmm. it was, it, he was like, I wasn't really trying to go back to a five-member group, you know, it's four quarters to a dollar. <laughs> he was breaking it down. He's like, it was four quarters yeah. to a dollar. You know what I mean? We trying to do something different this time. That cat Till said, "Listen, just let us come, and let's and let let's let's sing let's sing something together." Mm -hmm. So he went over. He he immediately called me, "Yo, Nit." No, he said, "Michael." I wasn't Nitty yet. He goes, "Mike," or Slim Shot. It was one of those names. He called. He goes, "Yo, Spanky just called me. He wants us to be a part of Men of Vision. They got to deal with Michael Jackson on Sony. Can you mm -hmm. do me more?" I'm like, "Hell yeah, let's do it." He said, "This ain't this 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 ain't gonna have no, no no um funky stuff on Rip. We still gonna do Rip." I was like, "All right, cool." So we go over and we met at Junior's restaurant in in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. Junior's Cheesecake, right there, the famous Junior's. We go in there, and they go, "Pretty boy, fly." You know, he just he wasn't G Fly at the time. I, I called. He was George. But he could go George Spencer, you know, I call him pretty, pretty Bobby. <laughs> so fly, right? And then Spanky, Spanky, so cool. You know, he got the jewelry. And these guys, you know, we sat down, we met JR, and we started eating. And then after that, Spanky struck up a gospel song and we locked. I forgot what gospel song it was. Mm -hmm. But all five of us, locked in and the harmonies was beautiful and these cats went nuts they was like yo we got a meeting tomorrow at the company can you guys come yeah. like oh yeah we're there we go up to sony and i'm stretching it a little bit we we, we go up to sony there's a lot of cats in the room you know what i mean corey rooney which is a legend in this game this is my dog he had the power to be like, get him up out of here. Mm. It was Tommy Matola. It was all of the execs. You know what I mean? Michael Jackson. They had Teddy Riley on the phone, you know, listening to us do this audition. Mm -hmm. And I think we sang personal off of their first album. Let's make it personal. Mm -hmm. Sinnoh. We, we was going Mm -hmm. Going in at it. And it was like, yeah, it's beautiful. It's a done deal. Boom. So that's how we got a chance to be a part of the group. Men of Vision, we went in, we cut a record, and we came out. So Riff never broke up. We took a high hiatus. Men of Vision got together. Mm -hmm. And we toured cross seas and stuff like that there. 
And uh, that's where G Fly, because we had to think of stage names. George Spencer, Spanky was like, yo, we got to straight up change our names. We got to come fresh. Like, yeah. you know, you're no longer Michael. He said, you're Nitty Green. This is George. <laughs> he gave me George Nitty Green. Burping, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, son of me. He's son of me. He like, yo, son, you're Nitty Green, son. Just like that. Mm. I was like, okay. I like that. Because right. I was into the mafia movies at the time, you know what I mean? I was, mm. you know, I had smoking cigar every now and again. Mm. I was, that was my shit. And yeah. I said, okay. I said, if I'm Nitty Green, son, I said, because you fly and everything. I said, yo, you G fly, son. That he boy. was like, bet. That boy, I right. like that. You <laughs> like that. And we went down changing everybody's name, man. But that's how I got the name Nitty. Through Men of Vision, I learned how to sing different. Yeah. A different style of singing. Yeah. Sing with one of the best frontmen on the planet today, Spanky. Tukey Williams. Mm. Straight up. Mm. He, 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 he's one of the best singers as far as I'm concerned. Not, not only that, I joined Spanky singing in Bishop Darrell and the Disciples group. Mm. We, we toured around the world singing with the disciples. I, I learned so much from Spanky. I learned how to sing. I wanted to be him. Yeah. That's how cold he was. Yeah. And um, that's how I got a chance to now jump into doing the solo stuff. Yeah. Um, I hooked up with a production company. Um, these are my family members, the Harrisons, you know, Ali Bay, Aretha, Khalik, and their whole entire family. And they made me believe that I can do some songs mm -hmm. on my own as well. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so they took me up under their wing and they taught me how to stand on my own too. And I thank them for that. Because without them pushing me, I mm -hmm. probably wouldn't have never, never sing um, solo records. I probably, mm -hmm. probably, because I'm such a group man. I like to stand in the back come out, do my stabs, and yeah. then back and to the back. Back into the back room and shit. And just be cool, you yeah. know, but because yeah. of them, they pushed me, they whole uh, family pushed me to do solo stuff as well. And, yeah. And, and Nitty Green is sticking with it as long as he can. Until the clubs get dropped, I will continue, I will continue mm -hmm. to do this music. And that's I it. That. I can definitely <laughs> Let me let me ask you this real quick. Uh -huh. You have about twenty more minutes of time. Sure, I do. You do? Okay, because yeah. this, this shit about to cut off, and I need to resend you another link so we can continue part two. If that's okay. I'm fine with it. Let's go. Oh, awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we gonna cut part one out right here, and then I'm gonna come on right back with part two, and then we are gonna get into some of this music because um we got to talk about this music, man. Running Let's out go. of time. Let's do it. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, drawers just fell off. I said, <laughs> oh, right here. I just did my laundry without even touching myself. This is crazy. So, yes, we're going to have to get into that. Yes, yes. Let's go. Let's do it. Three minutes. I'm going to send you that, and we're going to get it right back on the horse. Is that cool? No problem. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back with part two. Part two, y'all. Green in the building. <laughs> 